4953E, and in light of the declared state of emergency, the regular meeting of the Pedestrian Bicycle Advisory Committee on October 18th, 2021 will be conducted telephonically through Zoom and broadcast live on the city's website. So with that, um, maybe we should call the roll at this yes. point. So uh, Chairman Roller. Here. And uh, Commissioner Regan Fulton. Here. Wonderful. And Commissioner Kieran Culligan. Here. Nice. And Commissioner Jessica Penrod. I don't think she's here this evening. That's right. She can't make it. Okay. So I think we've got three and we have a quorum at this point in time. That sounds good. Um, is we have some alternative alternates on our, our committee. Uh, Warren Wells, are you here this evening? Nope. Just checking. And um, I think we do have a vacant liaison position at this point as well, a couple vacancies. So with that, all members are present and we do have a quorum. So why don't we move on to item two, if that's okay, Mr. Chairman? Yes, please. All right, item two is public comment on items not on the agenda. Does anyone have anything else they wanna bring up this evening? I don't see any hands raised at this point. Actually, I should probably read the little descriptor we have here. Um, if you want to comment during the public comment portion of the agenda, there's Susan. There we go. All right, I'll, I'll try one more time here on item two. We're on the public comment on items not on the agenda. So if you, Want to comment during the public comment portion of the agenda? You can use the raise hand function in Zoom under reactions, um, or you can press star nine if you are calling in. Staff will select you from the meeting queue and please be patient while waiting for the queue and you have three minutes per each speaker. So do we have anyone who would like to make a comment on items not on the agenda this evening? I don't see any at this point in time, Mr. Chairman. Yeah. Let's uh, continue. All right. Item three on the agenda this evening is approval of minutes. And those are the minutes from uh, September 20th. Great. Do we have a motion to approve? I move to approve. Second. All right, let's call the roll. So um, let's see, Chairman Roller? Yeah, yes. All right, Commissioner Fulton? Yes. And Commissioner Culligan? Yes. Wonderful, that item carries. Mr. Chairman, I'm wondering if we can move up item 6A, which is the North Street Steps, um, a little bit sooner on the agenda this evening, just so that we can, um, since our police chief is here and I know that he has other things on his list to do this evening or, or we want to respect his time. So maybe we can move that one up just a little bit. Absolutely. I, I'm uh, open to moving it up uh, to uh, now. Would, would now be a good time or would you like to go through the regular business items? Um, that's your choice. My, my preference is to move him up at this point in time. Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's uh, let's uh, give him his time back. That'd be awesome. So sounds great. Welcome, Chief Rohrbacher. Great. I have a little PowerPoint presentation that we can use to kind of guide us along on a couple of these things. So I'm gonna bring that up right now too. 
All right. Hopefully you can see my screen, which says Pedestrian Bicycle Advisory Committee with a green background. Sorry, hold on a sec. We can right. see it, Kevin, um, but you're on the Bay Trails item. I know, I'm moving down. There we go, here we go. Here. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, I wanted to bring up Nevada Street paving and, and bikeway a little bit sooner in the agenda in respect for our police chief. And we met in the field with um, the, our police chief and our city manager, um, I believe it was last week, and we talked about utilizing that uh, the gosh I forget what design we called it specifically I think it's shared parking lane which I've got on the screen here and the idea is to implement a uh, obviously a shared parking area but to to limit the area to have no parking between 8 and 9 30 and between 2 and 3 30. the main issue has to do with enough staffing to actually manage this from a parking perspective so I'm hoping that the chief can kind of um, give us a little bit of detail of what he thinks of this and whether he has enough staff at this point to address this specific issue. And then once he's kind of finished with that, um, I do want to talk a little bit about public outreach on this, which we do have to do one more round at least to talk to the neighbors and possibly have them come back to BPAC. So chief, um, I believe you can, you can go ahead and, and share your screen if you need to. Um, but I'll just kind of cancel out of that right now. Yeah, thanks, Kevin, and hello to the committee. Uh, and uh, hello, Council Member uh, Cleveland Knowles. Uh, so uh, as Kevin said, we did meet out at the site um, a week or two ago to take a look at that. And, and it's a, kind of an exciting project to think about being able to offer a uh, more safe environment for the kids to get to school. It's a pretty busy section in the morning. I'm not so sure about the afternoon, but the morning for sure. I see it a lot when I come to work. And um, so yeah, a little bit of background, uh, Kevin and I were sort of revisiting our, our, our days before working for the city of San Rafael when uh, the, and still to this day, the city of San Rafael turns Lincoln Avenue from a, a one way a one lane each way north-south to two lanes each way north-south between second and mission in order to accommodate uh, the commute traffic in there. <clears throat> and I, of course, familiar with working with that for many, many, many years. And I know Kevin was as well in realizing that it takes a lot of pieces to make that work, to open up a lane that otherwise is dedicated to parking. <clears throat> and so in that particular case is marked for uh, no parking and tow away between 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. And in order for that to occur, of course, it took a, a crew of parking enforcement officers to work. And I'm not saying that this project on Nevada Street requires as many people, but just as an example, it took uh, uh, at least four parking enforcement officers to work that and also as many tow trucks on standby, like parked right there uh, on the corners waiting for the, the um, parking enforcement officers to signal them to come in and take the cars because it's a combination of siding and then towing right away uh, the cars that are there in violation in order to free up the traffic lane. Uh, so those looking at that as the challenges for Sausalito to 
uh, do something similar means that we have to see if we have enough parking enforcement officer service and of course uh, look at how to get some dedicated um, tow truck service as well on standby on, on the five days a week to make that happen. So uh, typically um, we had been staffed with four parking enforcement officers, four full-time parking enforcement officers. We cover seven days a week with those four parking enforcement officers and a wide variety of hours. Um, only one of them actually works uh, on uh, in, in the early morning hours and she works uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And uh, so that doesn't help in the morning on Thursday and Friday, but, uh, and of course she's got other specific tasks and handles right now in, on, the, on those mornings. Um, However, uh, one of our parking enforcement officers um, resigned a couple weeks ago, and so now I'm down to three. And so that's a, a, a huge hit for us, uh, missing one parking enforcement officer. And, uh, and that's assuming that this project would go forward as fast as it could to need parking enforcement officers right this second. Because um, we have to go through the recruiting process to get somebody back up on, on on board and then to see what it would look like about is there a way to manipulate our hours with the way they're working at the moment the parking enforcement officers are scheduled in a way that maximizes their time because it's no secret that um you know we have a a um, parking enterprises is a big deal for our city uh, it has a, a lot of dollar value to it and the parking officers contribute greatly to that success and not just by writing a lot of citations because that alone doesn't really bring in that much money but it encourages people to pay for parking in um, in parking spaces on the street and then parking spaces in our municipal lots because that's where the money comes from frankly the parking citation money is if you saw how it got divided up you'd be disappointed because uh, it's not that much money, frankly. By the time everybody pulls out their share, our, our part's pretty small. Anyway, so uh, I, I discussed this with Chris. He was actually uh, uh, listening to our story when we were with Kevin and, and Andy Davidson on site, and we were thinking about, you know, is there a, um, you know, a, a test where we would hire a, a one more parking officer, but maybe somebody that worked part time or somebody that had different hours, you know, assigned to um, cover the mornings. Because I, I have a, a quite a few, you know, afternoon hours uh, already with the parking officers. If they rotated through, uh, you know, it, it, to help cover that street. So that's just what it comes down to. Uh, and of course, you know, our, our, um, our last two years have, have not been at all normal in uh, the um, parking arena downtown uh, with the pandemic. Uh, when and, and it seemed like just as we were really rolling on a great system of using our parking enforcement officers to help us with congestion management and working with public works to set up and close the street and put stuff out, you know, and have the South Street bike return, take care of the bikes and had a pretty good deal going um, then of course, the pandemic, which you know ceases to have anybody come into town, and then um, you know less less at the time for the uh, parking officers. But if we were back up to our um, 
congestion management program that we were doing before um, from spring break date in March all the way through the end of October. Uh, the parking officers are fully employed doing um, the congestion management services. So the last couple of years have been sort of an anomaly, uh, but that's not the case. So we don't know for sure um, whether we would even bought, you know, um, be able to go to council with, uh, uh, without doing more research about having another person, whether we need a, a fifth full-time person or just a person willing to work part-time uh, to help us out, or if there was any room in the schedule to change the current parking officer's hours around a little bit to help accommodate the project. The one thing about the Nevada Street project, much like the Lincoln Avenue project in Santa Fe, if we don't do it every day, it's going to be worthless. Uh, so it definitely has to be something that we're fully committed to doing, um, you know, other than when, of course, school's not in session, then we'd have to be able to staff that, you know, each and every day uh, to make sure that um, people are accustomed to that, you know, there's no, no, no parking on that street twice a day to allow for the kids to make their way through. So with that, I'm happy to take questions about it. I'm very interested in following this project to see if we can find some way to make that work. Um, uh, I have a question. Um, sure, go ahead. What, uh, why do you, do you think it would be worthless to, um, to not just cite people, say, three days a week, for example? Um, and also, uh, given the width of the, uh, the bikeway <clears throat> would still, you know, in theory, allow, uh, if there's a car still parked, uh, in in the bikeway, um, which the bikeway itself would be about 10 to 12 feet wide, um, there'd be a seven foot wide, you know, blockage, and the and the student could actually ride around it. That 12 feet plus another three feet, so you've got 15 feet. So there'd actually be uh, still a safe place. So I, I I guess what I would like, uh, what I guess what I'm really wondering is, if we were to reduce the scope and say, well, certainly there's no towing. Forget the towing. Like I don't think anybody needs to be towed. I think it, that's never that's not even it. But what about just if they were cited, you know, if someone were to be cited, warned, 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 and then cited, you know, that wouldn't that uh, potentially just um, work, I guess, where someone's like actually sick of being cited, even if it's just on Wednesdays or Tuesdays when, when that um, officer yeah. that is already, um, you know, scheduled to be working could, could make it down there to, to cite them, you know? Yeah, Aaron, can I just chime in too? Sure. I have a similar sort of vein of thinking, you know, Chief, I definitely understand the San Rafael situation and, you know, the, San Francisco does the same thing. They clear out. They've got the tow trucks piled up, they move in. I think here it would just be more of a community awareness mm -hmm. exercise. As, as far as I can tell, the same people park along Nevada consistently. And there's two groups of people that park there. There's the residents across the street. And then there's commuters who park there because there's no time limits and they park and take the bus that's right at the corner of um, Bridgeway and Nevada. So, I mean, that's basically who what I've seen over the years. So I think if, kind of going with Aaron's theme, that if we did, I could even use some volunteers at the beginning to put mm -hmm. you know, um, leaflets on people's windshields for a couple of weeks and then start with a periodic parking control officers, even one or two days a week with warnings and then citations. I'm pretty sure that within a couple weeks, folks would get the message and you know, a $40 parking ticket isn't insignificant. 
And because I think they're generally repeat parkers, I think one or two parking tickets would be sufficient to get the message across. And, you know, we could just see how it works. Um, and as Aaron said, there is still space for the kids. You know, it would be better than what the situation is now. So I, I think maybe a less kind of, maybe a, a smaller scale version of what, what you were describing might be very impactful um, and allow the residents the parking during the times that the kids aren't using it. And, you know, I just think it's a good compromise. And so I'd love to see if we can get to yes on this. Well, I think that that's entirely possible. I think as long as you were prepared to accept less than, you know, absolute results, mm -hmm. uh, then that's fine, you know, because any lighter touch is always a little bit nicer, uh, but you're not going to be guaranteed that there's going to be, you know, the cars will be gone. But if you can move around them, my, my last concern about that is, is and I, and I uh, just as sort of a detached example, but I'm thinking about it because Halloween's coming up and, and uh, we're gonna have our parade again. It's a very exciting night for us to have all the kids walk down Caledonia and, and we mark out the street ahead of time, put up, you know, no parking signs. And of course, there's always somebody who doesn't pay attention and there's signs there and then they, um, then they want to move you know then they have they get a ticket or they want to move their car and then we tell them that they, they may not move their car until the event is over because we're not going to allow a person to get into their car and try and move it on a street full of children uh, i don't care how good a driver they are we're not going to take that risk of having somebody you know accidentally hit one of the kids and their families on caledonia street my thought is and it's not the end of the story on this at all, but I sure would hate to have somebody be uh, crabby about wanting to move their car while the kids are still, uh, you know, making their their trek to school, you know, so that uh, you know they they overslept, they got a ticket, they need to get their car out of there, and then all of a sudden they want to be able to move their car, you know, and it sort of defeats the purpose. Again, it's just for consideration if you have different thought about it or you want to try a soft start on it and then, um, you know, see if that even happens. If that doesn't happen at all, then that's great. Uh, but I think it would be a little bit of a dangerous situation for people to want to get their car out of the way, you know, once the kids are already making that commute to school. I think it's at cross purposes to have that happen. And, and how would it be different than the bicyclists riding down the street today and the person leaving the parking spot? Yeah, and that, in fact, it, the point of this project is to create better than what we have right now, Aaron, then I would think that that's our goal. But if we don't care, then you could always go back and say, then why bother at all with this project? No, I guess I'm just wondering, I guess people are required to look in the rearview mirror before exiting a parking spot and making sure that nobody's coming, right? So that's, yeah. the, I guess that's, I that's the confusion I'm having with that scenario where the city is going to dedicate some, um, you know, proprietary pathway for the children on their bicycles. I think they should be entitled to use it without having to worry about cars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I think it's no, sort no, of no. that expectation that we'd be setting up if we did that. Yeah. Yeah. The so, next level. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Karen. I, I don't know if you want, I don't know if there's any public comment out there, but I have more of a comment than a question if we're ready to take this. Sure. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, thank you. First, thanks, Chief, for joining us this evening. You know, my take on this one is that the time parking feels like a solution where no one is happy, where the police aren't happy by having to dedicate kind of precious resourcing, as we've heard, it's increasingly precious to spend time in this spot. Uh, PBAC, or at least myself, are not happy because it's not a dedicated bike facility, and there's often, likely won't be 100% adherence. Kids aren't happy because they have to jog around um, cars and it's confusing. Residents aren't happy because they're having to move cars, potentially for very few kids traveling. You know, after the last meeting, I was very much of the mindset that now we know that it's an elementary school, it's kids ages five to 10, let's put them on the sidewalk, they can get to school safely. I love the idea of widening that sidewalk eventually because there's plenty of road width to do it. Um, whether it's to the degree we talked about earlier or not, I don't know. Um, but you know, I, I'm of the mindset, let's proceed with the original plan on the street, narrow the lanes, create a buffer, nice bright signage, and you know, get, get some paint on the ground um, versus solutions like this that, that feel kind of overwrought and the potential of it, no one's happy. So, you know, I'm not thrilled that I ended up there in terms of mindset, but, but that's where I am. You know, I would, uh, of course, leave all the engineering part to all the rest of you, but whatever it is that you want to do, you know, we are happy to help with whatever we can and, and with the expectation in mind that, you know, if like Councilmember Cleveland Knowles says, if we want to try and, and see if we can't like urge people through warnings and citations early on, hey, look, this is how this is going to go during school time and hope for the best, that's fine. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, however, if we had to switch into a more strict enforcement mode, we're going to find a gap, I think, in, in the time it might take to do that, uh, you know, to get enough people to make that happen. But we'd, we'd be uh, happy to work on a soft start, you know, like, like uh, the council member suggested. So, um, you know, if you get that far in the in the project. Thank you. Um, any any other, uh, I guess, comments from the committee or, or even public comments? Uh, raise your hand. I see nothing. Um, so uh, I, do, I I really appreciate you, you coming and talking to us today, Chief Rocker and. Um, and I don't think that there's any actions. Oh, here we go. We got Kevin Carroll's got a hand up. Hi, Kevin, I've asked. Yeah, yeah I'm just curious. Uh, someone raised the point a minute ago about it being an all elementary school. Do we have an actual count of how many kids right now are using their bicycles? We haven't uh, we haven't taken a recent count with the uh, the most recent. What I would say is that um, there is an increased number of parents riding their e-bikes and their and their mother loads <laughs> down the street. So that's awesome. Uh, I would also say that there's an heavily increased usage of the bus system from, between from Marin City too. I've seen uh, both buses on uh, packed and unloading. So we've got two. So, which has uh, reduced some of the vehicle traffic in the area. Um, the number of bicyclists uh, from either direction, I would say has decreased from the time of Willow Creek Academy counts 
because that was also a, uh, there was more students and also older students that were there. Those students now are riding to um, Marin City. And I'm taking, I've taken all your comment, Kevin, I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, they've, uh, they're riding to Marin City and that is a uh, massive amount of, of bikes arriving at the, uh, at the Phillips Drive campus. So there are a lot of cyclists uh, in town, but they're going to the middle school. That's the best way I can describe it. So I would say that the, the counts are, 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 are smaller. And I would tend to agree with, with Kieran. Uh, the better solution in this case, it's at elementary school. They need to be on the sidewalk. The sidewalk needs to be, needs to be wider. We've been told the center lane can't be moved. Um, I disagree. I think it can be moved. So, but I'm not an engineer. Um, that, but that would be the, that would be the the dream is to just widen that sidewalk. So. Okay. Many thanks. I think we we brought that one up. Um, so, I want to thank the chief for helping us out this evening, and thank you for letting us move that one up just a little bit. So, I think. I think we're on to item four, which is regular business. So uh, we've got a couple items on there. The first one is member updates. I don't know if you want to take that, Chairman. Uh, yes. Uh, no, there's no uh, no new um, additions. Uh, one one thing, uh, I guess, uh, Councilman Cleveland Knowles, uh, you had mentioned last time that the uh, I believe the city council is de is delaying until uh, later in the year to d to choose any members. Is that correct? When yeah, that's what I heard from the mayor when I raised this issue, and I think the sustainability commission was having some issues as well. Uh -huh. Got it. Okay, so um, I have uh, um, heard of uh, of people uh, applying, so we we got some in the queue. So that's that's great. We are also. Uh, feeling it today, like we're, we're 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 this close from not having a quorum. So it would, uh, I guess, uh, pass it on to say, "Hey, <laughs> help!" <laughs> but uh, but that's yeah. Uh, I would just also note that in other committees, like the Planning Commission, that members have stayed on past their term limits, um, even you know when there isn't a replacement. So I don't know if Mr. Sudo would agree to do that, but I could certainly raise that with the mayor and our clerk that's of interest that's, so yeah. that's uh, that'd be cool um also uh maybe i see karen karen wiener here um karen maybe if you'd like to make a public comment um on on this item that would be appropriate if you want to introduce uh, yourself hi sorry uh i had a technical issue earlier uh so i wasn't here at public comment but my name is karen wiener um and i grew up here in town and uh, moved back last year with my family and um, I'm I've applied to be uh, one of the members of this committee um, and I'm excited just to be on the meeting and and be engaging with with what's going on in the community so thanks for having me um, and if anybody has any questions feel free to reach out uh, yeah well. yeah Thanks, thanks for that, Karen. And we we met the other day um, when, when she we we'd been introduced because she's uh, actually the uh, owner of New Wheel, uh, and and that's uh, that was so we've been introduced to her. And, and simultaneously, I've been meeting uh, a lot of her uh, family who who's here uh, helping with um, some keeping keeping Sausalito beautiful. So anyway, it's been a really neat neat thing. And Karen, really uh, thanks for joining us today and, and getting a preview of all this. Um, I guess uh, also, Susan, the one thing I would say is that 
uh, given it's towards the end of the year. I mean, I, yeah, I raised the alarm like, hey, maybe we need somebody, but um, you know, uh, uh, presumably we'll uh, be taking December off and, and November might be light. So uh, it may not be a problem. And I appreciate, especially having David Sudo out here. Um, yeah, if there's, if that, that works to have these meetings, um, to have these people step in, that'd be great. Probably because I won't be available in November. So that might, that's something to raise as well. So um, I think that's it though, the, uh, as far as the member updates and um, the safety statistics is uh, done by Jessica Penrod and she, she's unavailable. I said that she could, uh, we could bypass that today. So let's scratch that item and we won't take any public comment on that. And then um, Sausalito Maintenance Division. Hello, Lauren. So this evening I was um, glad to have Lauren Umbertus here from our, he's our maintenance manager. He put together a little uh, PowerPoint presentation for us. So many thanks to Lauren for joining us and leading us through a couple things, uh, what maintenance does and how they can all help us. Off to you, Lauren. I think you can share your screen if you'd like. Yeah, hi everyone. Uh, I've recognized some of the names. This is the first time I've been in front of a PBAC, so thank you for having me. And I do have a quick presentation. It's really just an explanation of what the maintenance division does for those of you who are not familiar. Sometimes people are not quite clear on all the different things that we do. So um, be patient with me. I'll try to run through this as quickly as possible. But let me share my screen here and put this up. And we'll get moving. Um, so, as I mentioned, my name is Lauren. I've been with the city for 10 years now. Uh, I think I've had my anniversary in July. Uh, I came here from uh, working private uh, construction management, worked on the public safety building, and then was poached by Adam Pollitzer to come work for the Department of Public Works, where I've been now for the last 10 years. And just to give you kind of an idea of what it is that we manage, uh, um, there's two parts of, of engineering side uh, and then there is the maintenance side and uh, our staff engineers including Kevin the work on a lot of that that's the land development side encroachment permits reviewing plans and things like that but then there's the maintenance side and that's you know primarily what I'm responsible for for maintaining and managing um, with a crew uh, we currently have four members who are on the street maintenance uh, crew we have some other folks who are landscape workers. We have a few folks who are wastewater maintenance. Uh, and then we also have custodians. And so uh, at one point, all of those folks worked kind of under the DBW umbrella, but we've separated them out a little bit. And so they have different reports and it makes it a little bit easier seeing how the projects are so diverse. But typically for your, your, your maintenance crews, the things that we're responsible for, streets and sidewalk maintenance, storm drain cleaning, which we're just starting about right now, the facility maintenance of city um, facilities, buildings, uh, to some degree, some of our parks that we share with landscape, vegetation management, some city tree maintenance, which we'll get into in a second. Uh, my previous history was as a construction manager, so I uh, typically find myself managing some of our larger projects, like Dumphy Park, we're assisting in Southview. Uh, also, we, we help out with special projects or event support. And then, as I mentioned, we have kind of you know, these separated divisions of uh, wastewater slash sewer and landscape, and we all kind of work together to help each other out. Um, the, the kind of tasks that we do, and this is gonna be really relevant to our conversation is, 
you know, pothole repair, we'll do street striping. You may have seen the improvement down on Caledonia uh, that we did for the outdoor dining. And um, so we do a little bit of that. Um, sidewalk repair and replacement, move trip hazards. Uh, and then, you know, as I mentioned, pavement markings for pedestrians and bicycles. So that uh, includes some of the sharrows that you'll see when you come into town. Uh, you may have seen some of the painted on um, on the sidewalks where it says walk your bike, things like that. So that's our responsibility to put those up and maintain those. Um, you know, we'll just go through a few pictures. If you'd like a copy of the presentation, you're more than welcome. Megan will give you a copy. But here's an example. This is over by Chibos. Uh, we found a small little hole in the ground. That's what you see in the middle that's covered over with the cone. You know, ends up being a void underneath the street. So that's something that we're keeping an eye out for. We try to identify. In this particular case, it was, uh, I believe it was an old lateral, sewer lateral that had never been plugged. And so it was creating some erosion underneath the street, which creates a sinkhole. So these are the types of things that we identify. Some of the things uh, that we identify we can perform in-house. Some of them we cannot, and we hire third party. Uh, this is the type of thing we do on sidewalks. If you see an offset where we can't grind it, we try to make it so that there's no trip hazard there. Uh, this picture on the right is Sausalito Boulevard where we have chert that just kind of degrades over time and drops into the gutter and we're you know, constantly cleaning that. The other you know, big piece I think of what we do is to maintain storm drains, uh, make sure that they don't flood when we get our first rains. Uh, and this is also an important part of our stormwater permit that we have uh, that we're required to um, um, maintain. Uh, it's kind of a state and also federal requirement. And so part of our task is to make sure that those strain, storm drains work and that they flow in the way that they're supposed to and also prevent uh, um, unauthorized discharges into the stormwater. We had an incident a couple of weeks ago where uh, one of the utilities pumped out a bunch of material out of one of their manholes and left it in the gutter. It was pretty thick and muddy material, but it didn't look very good. And so we're responsible for finding out who does that type of thing and then cleaning it up. Uh, this is a picture you may have seen it recently. We repaired a guardrail on Bridgeway at Willow Creek. Um, this is um, just something that we, we got involved in. There were some of you, I believe some of you folks who got involved and may have uh, had some role in that. That guardrail wasn't in very good shape, and so we, we got it replaced and repaired, and we got, uh, got a chance to put that sign back up next to it. But this is uh, just something that we do, very random, one-off types of things, but uh, um, are, are on our list of things. Uh, the types of, of buildings that we may manage are all the city-owned facilities, so that includes the MLK property. Even though we have tenants there, we're responsible for the exterior of those buildings, obviously City Hall. We do have custodians, but in the event that there are things that need repair or moving of furniture or things like that, we get involved in that. The police station is also a city-owned facility staffed by city staff, uh, as opposed to the fire station, which is actually rented by Southern Marin Fire Protection District. So in the case of the police station, we're responsible for its maintenance. Southern Marin is responsible for the maintenance of their um, facility down there, even though it is still a city-owned facility. There's the downtown restroom, there's a corporation yard, uh, and of course we have 300 Spencer, which is the um, fire station two, which is an inactive station. 
Uh, we also have other tenants around town, Old City Hall, which is where Gene Hiller's is. Every now and then we get called about something that happens on the exterior or in their backyard and we have to offer assistance to them as our tenants. Uh, again, this is down Marin Ship. This is the type of stuff that we do. Before the encampment moved down there, we spent a lot of time and effort trying to clean that space up, adding uh, the lockers that you see on the outside, power washing. Uh, we, we did some of the partitions in the restroom. This is just another day in the life. We also have a role in vegetation man management, tree maintenance. You know, that's keeping trees and branches outside of the roadway, outside of the um, vehicle path of travel. It's also to cut back vegetation along the sidewalk and along the hillside, along Bridgeway and some other areas just to reduce fire uh, risk. We're lucky that we have Southern Marin and they passed a, that there was an ordinance uh, in the county that raised money for vegetation management. So we've been getting a lot of assistance from them. So our role in this in the last two years has been a little less, but uh, we still have a lot of weeds that we knock down along Bridgeway that just get too tall in the spring. And, and that's one of our roles there. Uh, another thing is we respond to tree falls. This is just a tree that happened to come down on Toyon. Uh, you can see on the right in the picture, uh, basically it was this large tree cut down, you know, fell down over the roadway. Um, situations like this, staff either arrives and, and clears that ourselves um, or makes it at least safe until somebody else, like a third party tree contractor can come out and um, um, remove the rest of that. But that's just another thing that we deal with. There are lots of trees, as you can imagine, in the public right-of-way. And part of the reason of that is a lot of our streets have an extended, have a right-of-way that extends actually behind, beyond the edge of the paved road, roadway. So if you're up in the hills, you might see a paved road of about 20 feet, but the right-of-way might extend anywhere from between 5 and 15 feet beyond the edge of the roadway on either side. Uh, finally, as I mentioned, you know, my role back before I came here was managing construction projects. So we also take on the role of managing the construction of larger capital improvement projects like Southview, like Dunphy, um, depending on what those projects are and who the contractor is and the scope of work, either myself or Andy might be the, the, the staff employee tasked with managing these projects. Um, as much as we can, we try to hire third party project managers to be our eyes and ears on the project and then report back to us. But every now and then, you know, we have to be pretty hands-on in those projects when we're working on them. So just another task that DPW takes on. And then upon completion, we typically hand over these projects over to Park and Rec for their ongoing maintenance. Um, you can see on the left south view, and then there it's a rendering to the right of Dunphy Park. And if, if we get off subject and you guys have questions about Dunphy Park, I'm always happy to answer those because it's quite an interesting project. Uh, and then finally, you know, we do a lot of uh, random things that come up. You know, Tracy Way, which uh, is the bike enclosure area, we set that up. We break that down seasonally. We just took that down um, yesterday. And so we are now opened up on Tracy Way again. Uh, we also help out with um, setting up for the events like Halloween, July 4th, you know, things like that. They kind of pull us off of our day-to-day -day type of tasks, but uh, um, that's... So that kind of gives you a nutshell of what we do for um, for the maintenance division and kind of the people that we have on that. Uh, I understand that there are a couple like specific questions you guys have for me about roads and how they may re relate to um, 
bicycles. So I'm happy to answer questions on that. You know, I know that the way that we in the maintenance division look at our roads is, you know, there's kind of different layers of what we can or cannot do. Uh, you know, with the crew that we have and the equipment, much of what we can do is pothole repair. You know, once it starts getting a little bit beyond pothole repair, where it's a dig out or a grind out or removing a, a section or a portion, you know, we then look towards third party contractors for assistance with that. Uh, if it goes beyond a certain amount, a dollar figure or uh, our scope, you know, then that becomes a capital improvement project. And there are lots of different rules about, you know, how long the bids have to be out, what type of plans and specs you have. But um, we kind of try to do what we can from a maintenance standpoint of just doing the potholes. Um, beyond that, sometimes it requires us to get a, a project going and then um, go to bid and try to get some contractors on that. So um, I know you guys have specific questions for me, so I'm happy to take those if you would like. Hey, it's Aaron Rolla here. And first of all, I just want to say uh, how much I appreciate the responsiveness from your, uh, your team. Great. When, when submitting to the report a pothole, uh, you know, the website, that's what I, that's what I always explain it to everybody. Search Sausalito report a pothole and it gets you to the webpage. And <laughs> I definitely want to encourage you, know, you and yours and everyone else that when um, they do see something, uh, using that is a really good method for giving us information. Yeah. It has a location an opportunity to give us a description. It's an email so we can see it and find it and track it down, it kind of becomes part of our record. Uh, you know, we get a lot of phone calls, we get a lot of people who stop us in the street, but using that is, is, a, is a great way of giving us that information and keeping it within our records so we can look at it. So anytime any of your folks see anything, uh, reporting it to us either by email or by using that method is really effective at, at, at getting our attention. Yeah, no, it's, it's been really great. and. One of the questions that's kind of related to it, I, I, I'm a regular user of that for the, uh, say, the Princess Street stairs that lead to the Bulkley um, Avenue. And I was just wondering, you know, that in that situation specifically, you know, and, and the other stairs, perhaps, is there a routine maintenance that is scheduled or could be scheduled for, for such things that have repeated, you know, requirements to, uh, to be cleaned? Yeah, so um, we we don't have so we let me <laughs> so we don't have it regularly scheduled. The way that you know our, our our schedule works with the with the group that we have is we we are unfortunately driven you know by complaint. Um, there are certain things that we have kind of seasonal that uh, we do, and and you know that involves you know, street painting. Uh, it involves storm drain preparation. Uh, there are a few things that we have kind of on a seasonal level that we know what to do, but so much of our schedule is random about things that come up. Um, we are unfortunately a little bit more complaint driven than I'd like. And what we do have is we do have a binder that has all the lists of steps and lanes. And what I tell my guys is that if we get to a spot where we don't have anything, you'll go to the binder, see where it you know is, um, and because it is marked out even by date internally for us. And so if they go to that binder and they see, oh, it's April, we can you know, take a look at these steps. Uh, that's one way of just keeping them busy when I'm not available to give them specific tasks every day. Uh, we do, you know, respond as soon as somebody lets us know that if there's too many leaves or it needs to be cleaned, we try to do that. 
Uh, but, you know, some of the streets are uh, steps and lanes are better than others. And so uh, when we hear about them, we, we try to focus as much as we can on the steps and lanes in those regions. They are pretty challenging from, from a, um, a kind of a grander uh, perspective. You know, they are in, in very condition, conditioned. Some of them, like the ones you mentioned, Princess, are actually rocks, mm -hmm. uh, stones that are set together in mortar. And so they become very slick. They're not very standardized uh and so you know that's a challenge for you know people who are walking down those those clearly don't comply with any accessibility requirements some of them have railings some of them do not some of them are railroad ties some of them are brick uh, so we we try to you know get out and about and, and take a look at them and when we do get a call about one or two of the steps we try to take a look at some of the other ones that are in that region that while we're there, let's take a look at the other ones, try to clean them up as much as possible. It really is helpful if we get a call. I wish it wasn't exactly like that, but you know, so many random things pop up during the course of the week that um, the luxury of having everything just kind of normally scheduled and, and set that, you know, on the third Thursday of October is when we do, um, print street steps it's just unfortunate that we can't do that so yep. okay well we'll just want to give us a call and let us know if there's something yeah we'll just keep keep submitting it and uh and yeah the way you describe those stairs it sounds like we need some good capital improvement uh <laughs> to improve our stairs which of course is a is not a surprise to us yeah they're they're really you know they're they're real unique and and, and fantastic part of sausalito and and really will take you on some nice journeys as you go from bridgeway all the way up to spencer mm -hmm. um but you know they are a challenge they're difficult to access they're difficult to clean uh you can't obviously drive a, a vehicle halfway up the steps um you know they have varied uses some of them are primary accesses for for residences some of them are just uh you know steps that run from one location to another so they yeah. It needs to be looked at as a broad plan, plan because again, you know, some of those are evacuation routes. Uh, but to you know present and 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 get them upgraded to where they all need to be uh, will change their character. Surely, uh, but will also cost a pretty penny. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thanks, Karen. I see your hand. You're muted. Who's just? Uh, I see Sybil's hand up. Let's take okay. her. Let's take her. Sybil, I passed you on mute. Ah, good evening, uh, Chair and um, um, Council Member Knowles um, and all members. Thank you for this opportunity. I wanted to ask a question of uh, the maintenance director. Um, you mentioned uh, responsibility for the odd things at some of the parks. And I'm wondering, does that include equipment such as the adult exercise equipment that we've installed at MLK Park, which is broken? Um, the kids have ripped off the sign saying you have to be 14 years or older to use it. And um, nobody seems to be aware that this is for designed for, for adults. Um, I've seen and I have moving pictures of as many as seven kids hanging on different pieces of equipment over the cement uh, <laughs> slab, which is incredibly dangerous. Um, 
but as a result, uh, three pieces of equipment are not functioning correctly, and one of them is completely not, two of them are not functioning. Um, and these are new, just put in, as you know, a year ago, uh, two years ago, um, just before the pandemic. And there's still another piece of equipment to go in that I believe the city has already purchased and is in storage somewhere. And um, so um, this was uh, an opportunity, you know, this was seen as a place for older adults to be able to get their exercise um, without having to go into a gymnasium and expensive gym. On, and during the pandemic, it became very valuable. So I just would like to see that maintained uh, and at least repaired for, for now and completed. And um, I'd be willing to help if maintenance, you know, if we have to look at some funding for that uh, to see if I can, I've written three grants to improve that area, which I haven't gotten funded, but um, there's always, you know, one more opportunity. Um, so the short answer, Sybil, is that uh, for like general maintenance and things like that, that is the park and rec department, you know, where we get involved with the park and rec is for the installation. When those first went in there, we were uh, working with, with Mike Langford. We brought the equipment out there, installed it. Ongoing day-to-day -day maintenance is theirs uh, for that type of stuff, unless it gets a, above you know, where their landscape crew can, can fix that. And then they would contact us and say, hey, can we get some help? you know, constructing this or putting that on. So, but I, I do know people over in the park and rec department. So I will make sure that they um, um, go over and take a look at that equipment and see what's going on. I think that, that, that you know, when that equipment first went in, that was, you know, a that the kids were gonna use that um, and not, you know, have it exclusive and, you know, wasn't fenced off. Um, but um, that, you know, we, if, if it's stuff that we need to fix, we need to fix it. So yeah, we'd like to see if that's crack on that remaining. <laughs> but that's another, so just for the yeah. safety issue. Thank right. you. Right, Thank you're welcome. Thank you, Sybil. Really appreciate okay. it. Um, Kieran. Yeah, my comment was just a big thank you. I mean, this is a super, the, the online tool of reporting it works super well. I love your responsiveness. Um, and maybe just the PSA to everyone is I noticed there's so much stuff where someone complains, whether it's on next door or just talking to someone, but they haven't actually reported it. And so steering people to that resource, you know, I, I literally just put something in because I took a picture at Southview Park yesterday and I forgot to submit it, but like, take a picture, <laughs> our whole website, like, if, uh, because it does make our city better. If Nextdoor had an automatic chat bot that would automatically respond when somebody's complaining about a pothole, it'd be like, boom, here's your form. You know, I'll tell you guys, it's, it's frustrating for me and, and ladies and guys um, that I, I sometimes will see Nextdoor uh, for one reason or another, and I will recognize some of the names on there of people I know that, that I think I know well enough that if I were to see them on the sidewalk uh, that we would chat for a few minutes. And... I sometimes see them, you know, saying something or complaining about something or bringing up a comment, and I'm always surprised that um, they might not understand or might not know how to do something. And I think to myself, I just saw you outside the driver's. Just let me know; I'll probably be able to help you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Using using our website is a much more effective way than using Nextdoor. I will tell you that. <laughs> I will. I will agree to that. Thank you, Lauren. So a couple quick things to add to what Lauren said as well. 
There are some things that, that Lauren's division does do, and he mentioned a lot of those. But a couple things that, that we don't, in certain areas of Sausalito that have sidewalks, we may go out there and mark something or at least put in some asphalt to transition between one thing and another. But we don't necessarily repair the sidewalks. That's the fronting property owner's responsibility. Um, the other things that Lauren's group does do that he may have forgotten to mention has to do with trimming vegetation around sidewalks to make sure that there's enough access as well. Those are some important things that we could use people's help with. If you see some vegetation that you have to duck under on a sidewalk, let us know so we can go trim it. Um, little things like that can be very helpful. Lauren's crew also, um, along with the sanitary crew, makes a big effort to go out as a team in the fall to clean out some of the vegetation because it takes more people to do that at this point in time. If we don't assign everybody or all hands on deck type of thing, we'll have a little bit more flooding than what we would like at this point, especially with all the leaves. So yeah. good job to Lauren to coordinating and making that happen as well. So yeah. many thanks. Thank you. And, and also just, a, you know, one of the things that Kevin brought to my attention that I think some of you may have brought to his attention was that section of, of, of street on Bridgeway near Nevada, um, the easterly side. And I, mm -hmm. um, I myself was taking a look on the westerly side and was having a bit of a difficulty finding it. And Kevin re reminded me, he's like, no, it's on the east side. And I went out there earlier today before this meeting. And there's a pretty good section actually that is damaged. And um, I, you know, it's, that is a great example of where it's useful for people who are on the ground on their bicycles um, to let us know because, you know, as you're driving down it, and, and I have a, have a Jeep, um, you know, I, I don't feel those type of undulations as much in that particular one. It's closer over towards the uh, bike lane. So it wouldn't be anything that a vehicle or, or even my vehicle or any of my guys might notice. But clearly, it's something that a bicycle would notice. And so those are really good examples of letting us know where there are potholes. Um, the gentleman who likes to call me pretty regularly about the Alexander entry into town. And, and you know, so he calls me and lets me know when those are going on. Um, because what might feel really small to a vehicle might be really jarring to a bicycle. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, having um, your folks uh, let us know in that, that kind of... Um, a nice way of saying, hey, go and take a look at this, gives us an opportunity to get out of our cars, walk on the sidewalk, take a look at what's going on. That section along Nevada is probably about, I'd say at least 80 feet long. It's where the gutter meets the roadway. It probably is depressed slightly because of the buses that drive over it and pull into that uh, parking uh, to pick up the kids right there in Nevada and probably some tree roots as well. You know, when you get out on your on, on your feet, like I did today, I can see where that could be really problematic for bicycles. So letting us know those things from from a bicyclist perspective is really helpful. Any uh, any thought about having a maybe an app? You know, an app that would just allow us to take a photo and it would just be geolocated. A little bit a little bit easier than the website, I guess. Uh, more mobile mobile based. Yeah. yeah so. So there's a, there's a couple of different um, um, programs that are available to municipalities and other organizations. Uh, and some of them are very simple. They're um, where you can uh, board a problem, send it on GIS, it, it sends kind of similar to what the city website does, but it's, a, it's an app. Um, and, and then they can get very complicated. So there are um, ones 
we happen to use one currently. It's called CityWorks. Uh, it is a, a municipal maintenance type of um, computer management system. And uh, it, some of them are, are so ambitious uh, that they're very difficult to use and they're very person. They can do things like purchase order and inventory management and work order systems, but you've got to have somebody to input that information and then close out that information. And some okay. of them are expensive and are very good at one thing and not very good at others. Yeah, I like the uh, simple and, and easy. easy the for the simple user, and easy, you know? there yeah. are some. Uh, I do know that Tiburon used one uh, a few years ago, and I think theirs was very simple. I think it was a very uh, low price. But at the time, I think we were in transition of, of trying to find a software package that could help us manage our sewer maintenance yeah. mm -hmm. and then carry that over to inventory and asset management. Cool. Um, so it, I'll put it on the list for try to find that, you know that something that kind of hits that sweet spot. Um, but, you know, obviously if there are some that you guys that, that have worked with before or you're aware of other communities that have something like that, uh, you know, we'd, we'd be able to take a look at it. It's just that with a small staff with limited kind of resources, technology, understanding and, and, and um, knowledge, you know, sometimes those great ideas just don't get used very often. Um, so um, that's not a great answer. I would love to find something that hits that sweet spot. Well, we'll put it. We'll put it on a list. I see Warren raising his hand. I bet you he has. Yeah, I, I've used C Quick Fix um, with some some success uh, in city. Of, I used to live in the city of Oakland, and again, I haven't worked on the back end of that. I don't know how complex that is to use, but I know from a user perspective, um, it's been it's been pretty pretty straightforward. Right. Yeah. Great. And, yeah, I've heard that one that of that one before. Why, why don't we? We we're all pretty tech savvy group, so why don't we uh, kind of see if there's something like that? Because it sounds like the Reporting is the, is the way we do things, uh, and yeah. and uh, and the best way to get it to you. So um, we can do our part by maybe um, helping helping find yeah, that'd be great. That, that'd that be works great. just like the web form, basically, but uh, yeah. but would maybe be a little bit more consumer friendly. I see Karen Wiener's hand. Hey, Karen. Um, thank you. I just I wanted to mention uh, maybe something as simple as the name of the form might help people uh, be more forthcoming with information. Uh, I know that we've been doing a bunch of cleaning um, in just on the stairs and just around town. And often the question comes up, oh, should we should we put it on the pothole? Uh, right. You know, form because it's, it's not a pothole. Um, and yes, it says maintenance, but maybe putting, you know, maintenance as well as potholes or something like that um, may just help. Thank you. We'll call it Lauren alert. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lauren, so much for, for coming today. Really great presentation. Really appreciate uh, you out there. And what I heard is, hey, we're, we're the eyes on the ground, everybody. And he's asking for our help. So let's do it. And, uh, and if, we, if, we, if we do too much of it, then ask us to slow back and pull back. <laughs> All right. Once you let that out of the box, I don't think you can put it back in. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. All right. Sure, of course. Let's, uh, let's move on to... I see Karen's uh, agenda coming for the chair. I mean, last time I know the Bridgeway North South Greenway was our chief topic. We didn't get to it. Yep. Uh, I think we risked not spending enough time on it tonight. What if we move Bay Trail Grand to after Greenway? And Sounds good. Yeah, that's, I think that's great. Thank you for, for that. Yeah, it is 730. So thanks for the time check. And that then uh, leads us to item number 
This would be the item number five, discussion items. We're going to do 5B, and it's a presentation um, from me. So let me share my screen real quick. And let's see if I can find that here. Oh, sorry about that. Got to get one tab ready here. Okay, you should see my Pathways presentation, yeah? Okay, cool. Hey, okay. everyone, I'm going to so, sign off. It was great talking to you. Um, Evan, if you need me for anything, call me on the cell phone on my way home if you need me to answer any questions. But if I think if you're all no, good. We're, we're good. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you, everyone. Okay, so uh, the... This is about our pathways, and so this I've taken a high-level view, um, but really we're going to get our way towards the greenway. Um, um, just wanted, I just went through whatever photos I could find and just kind of be like, how do people go around in our town? And this is <laughs> just one of the, the many, um, you know, kind of inspires the many different ways that, that we get around. You see the, the kids walking in the Marin ship down there. You see, of course, the waterfront. You see the mother loads, you see the stairs, you see, you know, so we have so many different ways and they're all considered paths really, you know, um, ways that we get around by foot and by bicycle. Um, this uh, is an interesting slide. So starting with the fastest, let's just say, and maybe even the least uh, related to Sausalito, we've got the hot, you know, people getting through Sausalito and that's uh, a, a burden that that Sausalito has uh, has with its geographic uh, location, essentially being located between San Francisco and Marin, and uh, we currently have you know the bridgeway, essentially the bridgeway corridor, you know, all the way from Alexander Second Street South, all that sort of thing, mostly bridgeway from there, um, you know, uh, until they get to the Mill Valley the Sausalito bike path. Um, you see that other little line I put on there, Highway 101. Of course, that's a uh, bit of a dreamy thing, but uh, why not, right? Like if uh, with the with the e-bikes coming, why why couldn't there be a bicycle uh, highway? You know that was uh, that would actually allow um, bicycles uh, to use that corridor, you know, up and down and bypass Sausalito. I wonder wonder how many um, bicyclists would would be interested in that, and then that would actually put some of this uh, future growing uh, burden on. Uh, um, Caltrans, for example, so that's uh, that kind of thing. Um, probably outside of the scope of of our discussion today, and in the near <laughs> near and mid midterm future, um, we've got this concept of a greenway. This one's kind of slowing it down a little bit, right? The greenway is 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 less of the hey, getting through town. Um, and I should say that the bicycle highway is used by Sausalito residents, so we do actually, you know, jump in there. Like I will get on there, and I'll use it as my commute to get onto the Mill Valley um, Sausalito bike path. And so, here, this is kind of the next level where it's a greenway. We're kind of slowing it down a little bit. We're kind of like, you know, getting through and enjoying maybe a little bit more of the scenic path, maybe a little bit more of the family path, um, and uh, that kind of thing, and less concerned about getting through town. And so, just kind of a different term. Uh, a little di diff different definition than your bicycle highway or your, you know, your, your commute, but uh, but oftentimes uh, might be the may look like the same infrastructure, um, but be called uh, two different things and may mean something different to, to other people. Um, and uh, you know, then had this other terminology, uh, waterfront esplanade. Um, Promenade I've used a lot in the past, but Esplanade apparently is what Wikipedia thinks is the appropriate term. 
and this is really our, our waterfront right now. It's very pieced together. You know, we have a lot of little boardwalks and a lot of little paths and, and everything. This is, this is a very slow, this is a very meandered. This is a very, very scenic and enjoyable spot, but I think certainly one that, that, um, deserves, uh, our, our committee's attention and is in our general plan in multiple ways as well. And this is, you know, so I, but this would be identified and this is not, something where you'd want to send and the bicycle highway down, for example, would not be compatible. And so there's these three different kind of uh, concepts with uh, different speed and different users. And I just wanted to bring that up because I, I think it uh, is important to, to always understand. And when we discuss certain infrastructure, we should say, hey, maybe that's actually more of uh, an Esplanade versus um, a Greenwire. Then we've got this local connections view. Uh, this was just something where us locals use. And I, I, you can see we've got a lot of more in the headlands in there. You can see I've also got the uh, no signs, right? You know, and uh, it's really important to understand that as a resident, I call the Golden Gate National Recreation Area in my backyard. But as a bicyclist, in order to get to my backyard, I got to go under the tunnel, you know, to Rodeo, or I got to go all the way into Marin City. I got no access. Uh, to this, to, to the Golden Gate National Recreation Area, anywhere within my entire, and within the city limits of Sausalito. And that's a shame. Um, even by foot, uh, we're limited really at the Spencer overpass with, uh, with the, um, <clears throat> the uh, Morning Sun Trail. So just something to keep in mind. Those are also paths and something that, that you know, uh, is, is a big part of, of this whole discussion. So um, let's look at our Greenway. This is the this is uh, right off of the uh, Marin County Bicycle Coalition. Thank you, Warren, for keeping this up to date and, and making it all happen. And this shows the complete and the incomplete. We have more incomplete miles than we have complete, but notice we also go all the way up into Cloverdale. So that's a, that's a long stretch and uh, good, you know, uh, well, at least, but uh, the, sorry, the, the, the amount of complete there is just the Marin County side of it all. Let's look a little bit closer to home. This is two and a half miles incomplete. In other words, 0% complete as far as our Greenway goes in Sausalito. So we have uh, a lot, uh, we have a lot of room to improve, um, but this is great. We can, we can do it right in, in today's modern world. Um, the SF Bay Trail, they have a concept as well, and they have a great little map. And this is the whole area of uh, along the bay. And of course, we're along the bay. And so they, this is their map of our uh, town and how we, we do. The, the, the legend's really important to have here. The dark green, they, everything's green, but uh, the dark green is the uh, paved off street. That's really the one that we want when we can have it. Um, and the majority of what we have is, is actually just shared road or on street. And so, um, and then there's, uh, you know, some planned sections as well. So, um, so bringing it back, you also see a, attached on the agenda today is, uh, some very large documents that we're not going to necessarily be going through today in detail. Um, but, uh, it actually talks about the feasibility of what would it take to get a path from the um, north end of town at uh, the Gate 6 Terminal 101, sorry, the Gate 6 uh, Road to the uh, ferry terminal. So from Highway 101 to the ferry. And essentially, and I might correct that, it's not 0% complete. In that study was actually the, the, uh, 
the um, stoplights that just went in, so at the gate six. And so, so maybe that's a few percent complete, but essentially, as far as a green wire infrastructure, we've, it's been dormant. It, it's been dormant for 11, 12 years now. And so it's time to, uh, to, to look at this and say, how can we get this going? They've done a good job of uh, kind of identifying different segments. Um, and uh, so I'm, I'm sticking with these, this terminology, um, you can see segment six is uh, the gate six area. Segment one's the ferry, and then you can kind of piece everything in between there. Um, I will, uh, you know, talk a little bit about the different sections so we understand the, the various portions. We've got our downtown. That's the ferry to Johnson. Um, that's that's to goes through the the parking lots essentially, and uh, that would probably require a vote if we were to reduce uh, parking. Although there's been it's been identified that we. We, we might actually be able to gain parking and, and not actually consume parking um, by putting the, the, the bikeway through there. But there may be other uh, requirements to, to upgrade some of the infrastructure. Then there's, um, then there's also the, uh, the Caledonia section, I call it, the Johnson and Napa. That's essentially uh, would potentially be a, a class one that already really kind of exists there. It's just really very narrow and very um, kind of dilapidated. So uh, something that could be uh, grown up, and that's that's a section that's that's identified there. We've also identified that section as being a high priority to our committee because of the um, high incidents we have with uh, especially the crosswalks there and everything. Then uh, there's a Liberty Ship uh, section. I kept that in segment four. That's essentially from Dumpy Park to uh, the Liberty Ship Way, like kind of where 7-Eleven is. And that's a path that's already there, just needs some repavement. So that's kind of a no-brainer um, and, and would be uh, an easy upgrade. The Marin ship is actually not a no-brainer. It's actually, uh, the way it was designed, it's extremely expensive and requires a lot of, um, a lot of land acquisition. Um, and things have changed since uh, 2010. Um, the, there we've, we've got um, one-way traffic that just it's really minimizes the traffic. So it's really more of a bike boulevard today. Um, segment six is the north uh, from Harbor to gate six, and that is already essentially a class one. It's just, again, one that's that's uh, full of trees and roots and very bumpy and, and uh, you know, actually uh, really a, a, an encouraging place to start. Um, looking at the cost, yes, Kieran. Yeah, just quick on the map, um, Aaron, any reason why the Alta report only went to the ferry? Like, I know we talk a lot about the waterfront. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, should we mentally call that segment zero? And what about we, the We won't even mentally call it that way. I've actually identified that in, the, in, the, in this, possibly in this presentation, but uh, definitely in the, in the cycle track document that is also attached um, on there that we've identified segment zero. And I did that so that we could keep these other segments. Because yes, if you look at, um, if you look at the Marin MCBC here, they they've identified that as being uh, there as well and, and something that there is room for a class four um, cycle track. So um, yeah, so really it comes down to this, these, this whole project has been identified as one big thing. And one of the things that I've understood with project management is when you have one big thing that has got nothing getting done, let's break it down into smaller things. The segments are already nice and logical. Um, I've kind of identified like some of the some of the reasons why you know like this thing if it's ten or twelve million dollars maybe that's 
why it hasn't started, you know, but if you look at some of the costs, well, I mean, almost the majority of the cost comes from segment five. Segment five is the Marin ship. And then most of that is land acquisition because it was a class one path, very focused on a greenway rather than some of the new infrastructure that we've got, which could be a class four cycle track, which came, you know, in the last decade, or perhaps even a, a bike boulevard, which uh, a lot uh, many of us agree that it kind of feels that way down there already in the Marin ship. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of traffic. So those are, those are concepts that we can do. And I'd like to be breaking this up into smaller pieces so we can start ch chunking away at, uh, at our, uh, at our at our greenway and how can we do this iteratively you know because that's how we've succeeded in, in tech is to build things iteratively it's harder to do in infrastructure i get that because you don't, you don't get to go back and do something again you kind of have to get it right the first time i, I so I, I realize it's a different thing Kevin. um and uh here are these are some some of the things that i wanted to highlight that are really changed and i mentioned them a little bit already you know, first of all, the, the estimates are stale. Some of the prices are going to go up. I think that's um, easily understood. The bike traffic has increased. E-bikes have just skyrocketing. Thank you, um, Karen, for helping with that. And then, um, you know, we've got students, and they're they're starting to use uh, the the paths pathways more. Also, the Marin City, um, you know, and the uh, social justice. I didn't put that on there as a bullet, but I should mention that better awareness of social justice and and uh, something that we should be concerned about. Um, we've got the class four, the Protected Bikeways Act and the definition in 2018, Caltrans told us, hey, this is what a class four is and that's new, right? So we should be considering that. That was maybe not really um, uh, necessarily uh, part of the, the um, feasibility study. It was mentioned, but it wasn't necessarily considered. It was actually said that they would rather do a class one path and that maybe increase some of the costs. And my theory is that, that those costs have helped us not get started on this. Um, the other final thing, and I think probably the most important is climate change. And we really need to uh, find a way to get people to reduce their impact. Uh, think think uh, global, but act locally. So uh, I'm proposing we try and do something by 2025. Um, why not? So this is, uh, this, this would be great, right? This, I don't know if you guys saw my little magic there, but we went from red to green, right? That's, that's the plan. Um, two and a half miles completed. That'd be awesome by 2025. How do we get that done? You know, we could actually, uh, again, uh, start a little bit iteratively, right? Separate this each segment into their own projects and actually look to get each project uh, funded, uh, focus and funded, right? Looking at how can we help our, our residents to get a little bit farther into town without, you know, saying, hey, but that didn't bring us to the ferry. Well, that's okay. It's bringing us closer to the ferry. And what values do we get out of that? Um, try and reduce costs, reduce the controversy so that we don't get blocked by the no campaign. Um, we, uh, you know, uh, try and avoid the environmental studies if, if that's an impact. Uh, if we get too close to the water, maybe we could actually say, hey, how can we do this on the street that already exists? We don't need to do an environmental study when we're actually just touching a street, um, if to my understanding. Um, let's use the pathways to schools. Let's use a, the, the Marin City connection that we have to improve our social justice campaign that we get already. Let's make these projects shovel ready so we can actually uh, get out there get uh, and, and get funded. Um, let's 
let's do our part. Let's use our time to get out to the community and get rid of the, you know, help get through the controversy and find all the ways that we can get everyone to realize, hey, this is going to be improvement for, for our community and not, and reduce some of the tension that happens when our paths go in. Um, iterate, collaborate with other regional organizations. Thank you, MCDC, for all you do for us and go beyond that to the Bay Trail. Thank you, Bay Trail, for helping us out and, um, and, and beyond because especially we've got um, some other bigger funding coming. Other things I'd like everyone to, to be considering is how do we just go and get a bond for this? You know, like, can we just go get, we, we put $30 million into our schools. Can we put $10 million into a path? if that's all it takes, or maybe we could do it for less. And that's something I'd like to, uh, to shoot for. And, uh, and PBAC should take the lead on this. So where do we begin? Um, my suggestion would be the segment six, the um, just we extend the Mill Valley, Sausalito bike path. And why that? Because, well, it's actually not that expensive. It's a half a mile uh, longer into, into, into town. It actually brings you to Harbor. So there's actually some restaurants there and some the floating homes are nearby. You've got actually one of our, our committee members has a business and, and, and rides his bike into the, into the Marine ship there. So that's great. Groceries at, at, at Molly Stones, but then also the Harbor split where uh, a lot of families, us families will actually take off and, and go um, onto uh, into the Marine ship right there at that split. And that's something where it would be great if, because uh, we use that pathway now. I've actually been told, hey, you can't use this as a path. This is, you can't ride on, uh, a woman uh, told my daughter and I that, that we couldn't be riding on that sidewalk, which um, we accepted her, her, her take on it, but knew it was incorrect that we actually could be riding on that sidewalk. But that's the, that's the, uh, the confusion. You know, this is a pathway and it could be, uh, it, it's, it doesn't require um, any, um, right-of-way acquisition it's actually not that expensive overall and it would result in a class one it's actually very low controversy from what i can tell and i don't think an environmental review would be necessary although i could be wrong on that um and then the light control modifications would also be minimal i think probably just adding some bike lights or we just sign saying bikes cross with the uh pedestrians perhaps or something like that and so um you know this would be a uh, view of how would we get this thing done by 2025 and i don't know you know i don't know exactly how, if this is correct but just taking it from first of all just we agree on it we think this is a great place to start and we start to get it into our our capital improvement project list and we and we actually start identifying hey if we're going to start chunking away at this thing then um let's start now let's get it ready let's get it ready for those for you know potentially the the the, the infrastructure uh, funds that are coming down even from the federal government how can we get this um project ready i think that this uh gate this um uh, segment six is kind of a uh, a really great place to start and uh, something that i know uh, councilman cleveland knowles has uh, also encouraged me in the past to start focusing on that and I just wanted to tell her I was listening. So um, that's the end of my presentation. And um, let's uh, open it up for discussion if, if I'd love some feedback. There we go. Okay, Sudo, let's see, let's see what you got. 
good evening. Um, yeah, I, I read your presentation materials and I thought it had some really good ideas. Um, I I think your 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 segment is is re a really good uh, segment to work on. It seems the hurdles seem a lot lower. There might be a marginal amount of right away that we need to you know widen the bike path you know right around gate six but it doesn't seem insurmountable to me uh one one point i don't like you know maybe you want to be diplomatic aaron and maybe that's the right way to go but the only place in town that you cannot legally ride on a sidewalk is is um south street and bridgeway um to taste of rome everywhere else in town it's legal for anybody to ride on a, their bicycle on the sidewalk it might not be the best thing to do but it's legal. Um, yeah, you know, I was looking. One thing you might want to consider is in in areas where we're going to have extremely high cost of acquisition, such as that middle section, is whether it whether we could tackle it um, by uh, and, and maybe as an interim step, also is is creating a, a protected bikeway on on Bridgeway as a bridge for some of these segments that are going to be particularly difficult or almost impossible to accomplish. Um, it, you know, that section, the section directly south of Harbor, maybe that's a protected uh, bike lane on, on Bridgeway. Yeah. Um, so that's something to think about. That, yeah, that, and that's, that's, that's kind of where, where I was at, where I think that uh, you know, save that controversy for the next one. Go with the no-brainer right now. The no-brainer being second right. six, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. that. That, that's, that was my immediate thought when I was looking at. But I, I looked at your, you know, your whole kind of schematic you had for the segments, and I thought, you know, there's going to be a lot of public discussion. But I think it's it's a logic. If you were going to do it, it's a logical way to accomplish it. Great. Thank you very much. I see uh, Warren up next. Karen, I know you got a hand up too. I know yours doesn't work, so, but uh, but uh, we'll we'll put you in the queue. How's that sound? Yeah, I just wanted to add my um, support for you know if you're gonna pick one, this seems like a good one to do. I like the idea of extending the north-south the um, the Mill Valley Saucy Pathway further south. And, and you know, as you pointed out, you know there have been times when I have been riding on this with the with the group of people who are looking for a lower stress ride than Bridgeway will provide, and have taken the Marin ship, you know path off so i like the um and, and I, I also know anecdotally like you guys mentioned that there are parents who you know who would appreciate that connection to heart from beauty harbor and gate six so just want to add my support for that excellent thank you regan yeah thank you aaron i think your um approach is, is really quite refreshing we need we need something like this uh overall overarching vision but at the same time um practical goals that are set that we can actually uh, conceivably accomplish. And so, bravo, I really think it's it's wonderful approach that you've described. What, what Warren just made mention of something that uh, you had said, and, and I would uh, also say that sidewalk riding is important for, for children. And um, there are places like uh, in front of Dunphy Park, where there is a, a bike path that is not marked as such, that perhaps we should um, 
improve just with paint and signage to to get it to be a part of what you're talking about just yeah. uh, a, a iterative conditional uh, right and that actually warms people up a little bit too hey there's a real path coming but yeah. for now you, you right. need to know we're not putting a new path in this has actually been told to us that this is a path yeah thanks yeah right on thanks reagan uh so we'll get to you after karen we'll take uh uh we'll keep kind of uh, the public comments separate karen great yeah i mean like everyone else thank you aaron this is super valuable to have it's motivating it's a list that is by no means as easy, but something we can do. I'm excited about segment six. I know segment zero, we didn't get to the Bay Trail grant tonight, or we probably won't, but like great momentum there. I wanna keep a lot of focus on it. I'd like to get another one in the works knowing how long it takes to get the ball rolling. So I'm super supportive of segment six. One thing that has changed since 2011, I believe is concern over bicycle pedestrian conflicts. You know, in some ways it's a good sign because it means we're getting more pedestrians and more bicycles out on our paths. Um, but I know that there's, there's consideration of separation in the cross sections, but anything that you've seen change there and what's your comfort level on the amount of space to accommodate everyone? Yeah. Um, I will say that the, uh, the feasibility study did have, you know, they, everything was uh, separated bikeway and, and, uh, and walking paths. So I think, I think that the, that has already been in that section, you know, for, from a feasibility study. And then I think we can look at some modernization as well, but absolutely, you know, keep, keeping that separate because um, you only need to go on to next door, especially in Mill Valley to find out some of the tensions that go along with that path. I see Kevin's hand, Kevin McGowan, thank you. Uh, thank you. Um, I didn't want to step in front of Sybil or Susan, so. Um, okay. Oh, well, well, I'll put you in the back then. Okay. No problem. <laughs> do, you, do you want to go now or do you want to? I'll uh, go now. Um, okay. One thing to consider is that there are other groups looking at the same thing. Um, you want to leverage other work that's going on at the same time. So you've got sea level rise that's a concern. Mm -hmm. And so if there are... Um, if we're going to develop shovel-ready projects, we want to also link together with any type of improvements that could be shared as one, and that mm -hmm. will open up more funding for different projects. Mm -hmm. For an example, in I think it was Area 1 that goes from the ferry terminal back towards, um, is it Johnson Street? Yeah, Johnson Street. Uh, I know that the group that's working on Phase 2 for the ferry landside improvements is looking at that north-south greenway that's a connector in that specific area. So that's another group that's looking at it as well. So each time I see something that comes up from any of these groups, including sea level rise, I also want to bring up this north-south greenway. Yeah. So let's, let's keep after that from any other committees that you might be joining to see if we can make sure that we include this piece of the puzzle into the entire puzzle of Sausalito. Sorry. That's all I want to say. Thanks. Very good. Thank you. We'll take uh, Susan next, um, and then and then public comment after that. Well, so luckily Kevin just um, went in front of me, and that was the only thing I was going to add to your paths or process for success. 
-hmm. is um, kind of the crossover nature of a lot of our infrastructure projects and to kind of be thinking about, as you already noted, you know, kind of racial justice, complete streets, Kevin noted the ferry landing project or sea level rise. So projects that have several components are going to be more likely to, you know, be able to go for different funding sources and multiple yeah. funding sources. So just add that. I think Aaron, this was a really great, all the materials um, linked for tonight are just fantastic. And thank you for the thought that went into them. I, I you know, as we've talked about segment six, I love that as a, as a starting point. I would also just note though, that, you know, we've talked a lot about Johnson um, to Caledonia at Bridgeway from a safety perspective. Um, and, you know, kind of more of our resident serving um, kind of core. So, and then obviously the linkages with the Bay Trail project of segment one, I guess, or is that segment zero in any case? You know, so I think just picking one is great. I don't really care what it is, but just getting started and committing to it and moving it forward is, is great. And the vision is, I love the um, visuals that you did hmm. along with the um, breaking down that, um, you know, that whole study into simple parts that you did. So thank you yeah. for that. And um, like the 2025 vision of 2.5 miles through Sausalito. Hey. Yay. Thank you. Okay. Very inspiring. <laughs> thank you, Susan. Thank you for, for guiding me there. You've, you've mentioned several times uh, that, Let's, that that seems like a good section, and I think you're absolutely right. When I sat down to look at it, um, Kieran, uh, you. I'm oh, sorry. I thought you had another hand up. Okay, so uh, all right. So I think that's everybody then. Sybil, um, please uh, a couple of public comment. I also just wanted to mention the reason why we want to make sure that we save the public comment for afterwards is because you maybe would like to comment on some of the things we've said. Um, so just trying to push you that. Uh, I forgot that David Sudo is part of the public again. So I will ask you to unmute. Here we go. Okay, there you go. Uh, thank you, Chair Aaron. Um, I am a little bit concerned about the, uh, well, first I want to say there was a great presentation and I agree with uh, 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 Council Member Cleveland Dolls that this was uh, that your graphics were especially um, telling and easy to follow and, um, and, and just great. Um, I'm looking at the Marin County Travel Safety Plan, which is something that we've been setting as part of our California Walking College program that we were invited to participate in. Um, HLE Salcedo participated in. And one of the um, uh, higher collision areas between bicycles and pedestrians is between Nevada Street and Gate 6 Road. And um, so that is a, a particularly sensitive um, area now that that is also the Safe Foods to School route uh, between the two um, campuses. And the kids have been told to walk on the east side of the street which is that old, you know, railway area there, because of the driveways going in and out of the gas station and the little shopping district there, 
which are a safety issue for children walking or, or biking along there. And so they, the Safe Routes to School people have, been have, used, have um, recommended the route on the east, so crossing over to the east side and walking along the, the, the uh, sidewalk there uh, from uh, Nevada, uh, from Harbor down to um, uh, Gate 6 Road. So I thought I heard you saying, talking about, you know, sort of reviving that as part of the Greenway for Bicycle. And I just wanted to mention that, you know, that's something to look at in terms of what they're, if I understood you correctly, is something that probably needs to be sorted out with the Safe Roots people, some of whom are here. <laughs> and, um, that was just the comment that I wanted to make. Mm -hmm. um, so, well, may I clarify? You were saying that the uh, the safe route to school for the Marin City side is that right? That's what you're talking about. And the 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 yeah, they're they're being instructed not to walk on the east side. They're actually being instructed to go through MLK Park to go through MLK Park and cross uh, Coloma well, to get to the school, right? Well, right, right. That that's 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 true too. Um, no, that's I, that is the that is the route. Like we are actually not encouraging the, the to even cross the school, so I don't know that that's been discussed or even shown on the map. So that's where okay. I'm curious where you got that. Okay, so I did get that from some documents that were put out, but I, but you're right. You know, right. there's a conflict there. You're absolutely correct because yeah. they, you know, they are being told to come up, you know, Edgewood and then enter into the park and go across that way, across Coloma Street up the yep. pathway. Yeah. yeah. All of that, yeah, you're absolutely right. So I did see that in some written documents to mm -hmm. use the east side, and that's oh. a conflict with what in got practice it. is being told. Yeah, so, yeah, all right, got it. Okay, right. cool. I just wanted to clarify. Yeah, no no worries at all, and by all means, it is a safe route to school um, because, uh, uh, especially for high school as well, that path would be used heavily for high school and the middle schoolers um, uh, riding from Sausalito and everything. Right, of course. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for your comment. Resolved. Thank you. <laughs> Very good. I wish they were always that easy. Um, <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> uh, sorry, I got um, just getting a text here from Pat. <laughs> Does anybody else see Patrick Seidler on on our uh, list? No, but last time I had we was present at this meeting, he had a representative here. Right. Yeah, and he's 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 texting me now. He's he's watching us. I'm not. I thought I might have seen him, but uh, and he's saying he's trying to raise his hand. So anyway, uh, sorry, Patrick, if you can hear me, um, I just can't find you there on on the list, and uh, would love to hear from you. So, <laughs> watching the live stream. Is he watching the live stream? I don't think we really have one here. Um, let me let me just take a moment. Um, he's he's very very um, uh, important and has. Uh, here we go. Karen's got a hand. We're gonna do that. I'm gonna text him our Zoom link and make sure we get him. Going. Yeah, I was in the the live stream. I just wanted to. There is a live stream that is different from this, so that's probably where he is. Okay, got it. Okay, so um, there's a Zoom link that. Um, that... You could also read the, the phone number too. People can call in. Mm -hmm. 
or yeah. Kevin yeah, might be yeah, able to if he has the agenda. He's, try, he's trying to get in on the Zoom link, um, and so hopefully we'll we'll see him here, and <laughs> and I'll uh, I'll see if I can send him a text. So um, the uh, while while we're trying to get him in as well, I guess uh, one of the things that I'd like to to say first of all, I, I wanted to also say how important the Caledonia section is. Um, that uh, that we need to be focusing on, and we've actually already identified that. That's already uh, on 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 Public Works's list, and it's also a much bigger, harder problem to solve. And that's why. And it's also in the middle; it's not on an end. And so that's one of the reasons. So if you look at the entire list as a whole, it actually says, "Hey, it's got a little bit more controversy. There's going to be a bigger design because there's so many more people crossing in that area." and businesses and a lot more controversy. And so that's one of the reasons why I'm proposing, hey, while that one's already got the attention, we know it's the one that needs to come. Um, but we, you know, um, one second. Um, um, Aaron, while you're checking your phone, I also just wanted to note to feedback that we are having a strategic planning session. The city council is on Saturday. I think it's October 30th. Mm -hmm. So this type of presentation might be a really great thing to submit as public comment. Great. Or if okay. feedback has a recommendation, okay. if feedback has a recommendation tonight coming out of this discussion, you may want to have one or more of your members come and share whatever recommendations you have yeah, at that meeting on um I'll just confirm it's on the 30th. Kevin, do you know is that it's on the 30th? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think it starts at nine in the morning. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's a Saturday. Great. Thank you. Um, we would definitely love to be part of that. Kieran, please. Yeah, the other thing I call on is in that safety, safety corridor, there he I is. feel like there's improvements we can make that they, maybe they won't be the end of the movie type solution that we're talking about in this North South Greenway, but daylighting, signage, um, there's a lot of safety improvements we could probably make in the interim. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the difficult sec things about focusing on those middle sections earlier is that if we're working towards a class one, we're creating potentially like multiple flips for traffic, um, having to get from one side of the roadway to the other versus starting at an end where it already exists, like gate six, right? It's one of the nice, nice reasons to start there in that section of six. Cool. Okay, Patrick, welcome. I'm going to ask you to unmute, hopefully. We can get that going here. Ask to unmute. Okay. There we go. And, well, we'll see if. Uh, in, uh, if we're working towards a class one. We're creating potentially like multiple flips for traffic, uh, having to get from one side of the roadway to the other. No, we have to turn off the YouTube. Like yeah. right? Patrick, we can hear you. Okay, Patrick, welcome. I'm going to ask you to unmute. <laughs> this is weird, huh? <laughs> yeah, I got to tell you, this is like the weirdest uh, check-in I've ever had. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I hear you, Patrick. I hear. Let's do this again. Here. Okay. There you go. I think you need to you need to log on for the. Uh, the broadcast, and now that you're on the Zoom. 
First, I'd just like to, uh, you know, thank Director McGowan, you know, uh, for uh, uh, the the entire meeting and all of you for the work that you've been doing on uh, the projects in Sausalito, and it's it's uh, really good to um, see all of you uh, working as hard and as diligently as you have been. Um, and also like to give you, can you guys hear me? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, we hear you. So, you know, so I just wanted to let you guys know my connection with Sausalito, you know, my, my aunt uh, lived in Sausalito for 50 years. She's what brought my family out from Council of Iowa. And um, she uh, was extremely involved in that legislation that Aaron talked to me about, that uh, about not changing anything downtown. But I also have to tell you that my, my aunt B. Uh, who uh, was extremely involved in making sure that the North-South Greenway ran through Sausalito. And she made sure it got done. And without her, it never would have happened. It would not have been in, in your bicycle plans or the county plans or the North-South bikeway plans or, you know, um, the, uh, the, um, the, current, the, the current plans running through uh, Sausalito. So anyway, I just wanted to let you know that those those ideas are buried deeply in Sausalito. And at one point in time, she told me that um, that Sausalito could have gotten all that that land for free and all those bike paths for free had she had, uh, but they wouldn't accept it. And uh, and now here we are fighting hard to make sure that those things happen. And so you sit at a rare moment. And where you sit is if you complete with just political will, that's all it takes is political will, that you have the chance of completing a greenway that will go from the Golden Gate Bridge all the way to Eureka. It'll be a, a trail that's over 300 miles long, and it starts in your city. And so you need to remain steadfast and get focused and concentrate. And what Aaron's suggesting is absolutely right on target. You have 2.5 miles of greenway, and we are here to help you, and I just want to signal you strongly that we will help you get money, and we will help you get organized, and if there's anything that we can do, we're here to help you do it, and you are working with good people, like Director McGowan, and, and like the city councils in Sausalito. And so what I, what I urge you to do is to, to reach out to us, and, and we're here, no charge, to work with the Bay Trail and to get this greenway built and to get your city to be more sustainable in the sustainable mobility grid in Marin County. And I want to thank each and every one of you for everything that you do to, to continue to do that. 
and we are here for you. So thank you very much. And, and that was that was the craziest introduction uh, on, on one of these uh, Zoom meetings I've ever been on. But thank you very much. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, Patrick. Uh, again, Wilderness Trail Bikes, uh, Transportation Alternatives of Marin, the other TAM that we call. And uh, and actually, um, Patrick brought me to his, his lair and showed me uh, all of the great work they've done to help uh, get past and the rest of Marin. So we really, really appreciate your joining us tonight and, and having us, um, your weight behind us. Thank you so much. So I'd love just uh, to make an action and just at, at minimum that we identify that segment six would, would be the, uh, uh, the focus of the greenway, um, that, that we'd like to, to start with, uh, and, 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 and start working through that path, if that makes sense to do so. Um, you know, to, to, I guess, Kevin, to get it onto the capital improvement project list, is that, is that really the, the, the step or is it, would we be, you know, where would the path that we would want to take this, you think? Well, we can definitely list, list it on the CIP. Um, I think that's, that's not a problem to list it if there is a project. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind that, as you mentioned before, we do have a study that needs to move forward for the section between Johnson and Napa. And that's a safety study. We've got to take a look at that. Same with the intersection at Napa. Remember, there is an accident there that we've got to take a look at to see if we can make safety improvement. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, uh, to answer your question, I think that we can put it on the CIP as a project. Mm -hmm. And uh, just with what you're saying right now, that's kind right. of what the CIP is for, is to make sure we list these things. Yeah, yeah. And that would, and it sounds like it's a logical segment that makes sense to everybody. So, um, you know, the, however you'd like to name it, uh, probably not segment six, but probably more the, uh, harbor to, uh, or, you know, uh, harbor to gate six. We'll stay with, I've been staying with the south to north naming scheme that has, uh, has been in the document. And, and so that'd be great. And if, uh, if we don't need to vote on it, then, um, then it sounds like we, we, we've done what we needed to do. Yeah. Aaron, what about Susan's suggestion, uh, that we bring it to council strategic planning? Meeting? Yeah. Definitely, uh, yeah. That, and she seemed to suggest that that would require um, a vote on the part of this committee um, as a proposal. I don't think you need to vote. I think if you just agree um, unanimously that you want to send someone or submit Aaron's presentation or both, I think that would, it sounds like you're all in agreement that yeah, segment I, six I, is I, your priority. I so. really agree. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. There's your vote. It's not, a, um, and, uh, yeah, we'd, we'd love to, we'd love to, to participate. So we'll follow up with, with those details. Um, thank you for that. And, you know, sorry, we're, we've gone, uh, later than, than planned. Um, so let's move on, uh, to the next, we're going to skip the Bay Trail, uh, discussion, uh, uh, but, uh, you can, uh, the, the, the short end of uh, that is just simply we've uh, been approved to, to, to get the Bay Trail Fund, so that's awesome. Thank you. Uh, Kevin? So maybe I can make a suggestion. that I think the only main thing that we kind of need to cover on item six, which is project updates, has to do with the Sausalito Mill Valley pathway. Mm -hmm. My main issue is don't ride on the pathway tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, they're paving tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So other than that, I think um, most of these things can wait. We're still working on all these projects. 
mm -hmm. uh, what Aaron said about Bay Trails, it's a pretty big deal. I'm pretty excited about receiving grant funds for design. That's, that's great. That's going to be wonderful. So we're working out the paperwork. We'll bring Congrats. it up. What's that? Congratulations. Yeah, I mean, it's great. Thank you, ABAG, for helping us out. And uh, that's all I have for a quick update for this evening. May I ask about the North Street stairs since uh, there's been some renegade action on that? Is it, uh, is, is that, is that, do we have someone that can do the railing and, and any, any sign on that? Yes, we do. We do have a contractor who used to be in San Rafael. Um, we had to reach out to multiple contractors at first. One of them here in Sausalito who declined to submit a bid. Um, we also, I think I reported back to this committee several months ago that this should be fairly quick. I was definitely wrong. Um, <laughs> we found out from our building inspection department that we have to increase the length of the railing in order to comply with current standards. That's increased the cost as well. So I thought it would be somewhere like 25 grand or something like that. And now it's almost double or triple that. Oh, so, no. Yeah, oh. It's, it's only because it has to be brought up to current standards. So it's kind of unfortunate, but uh, at the same time, we got a con we're getting a contractor on board. We should sign off on his contract later this week and get him moving. Okay. Well, we'd love to have a, um, a grand reopening party um, when, <laughs> when, when, when we officially can do that. And so if you can kind of give us a, a little bit of a heads up of like, it looks like this would be a date that would be safe to do a grand reopening. It would be super fun. I know the community, it could help heal some of the, some of the, some of the anxiousness from the community. Will do. Sounds great. All right. Well, thank you. Um, any public comments on, on the project updates from anyone? Raise your hand, please, if you have any. Um, we, okay. So I don't see hands. I think then that puts us at the future agenda items. Um, the, the Bay Trail discussion, I think, uh, would be one to follow up on. The Coloma Street slash pump project. We, one of the things to understand about when is that going to be, when should we start planning for that? Because I know the pump project is still looks pretty active. So it's something we should probably talk about in the future. Anybody else have anything, uh, other suggestions? Let me just add to that one. The Coloma Street project for the sanitary station, they're going to have to close the road during the daytime um, coming up here in a couple weeks. And that has to do with just excavating in the roadway to make the connections. So it's just kind of a heads up that that's coming. And then we'll follow it up later on with what's happening with uh, the other project once that one's finished. Okay. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Uh, uh, for Karen. future agenda items, Kevin, is there anything else you need from us on Nevada Street? Um, yeah, I'll have to bring it back to you on the next meeting. We'll have to figure out what we're specifically doing. All right. I'm Thanks. anticipating maybe a public uh, interaction with those who live there. Okay. So, Kevin, if the committee is recommending just the original project, what what's the need for an additional hearing? It doesn't need to go to the city council, right? That's true, but maybe I'm getting mixed messages. Are we to move forward with that? Or? I think I'm the only person that thought the compromise. I thought we had, I thought, for some reason, I thought at the last meeting, the compromise, the, not the compromise, but the um, part-time parking was what the committee had recommended. I, I'm happy with the original project as well. I think it's really, if that's what PBAC is recommending. So I was the only one that spoke in favor of that. And I'm not a member of PBAC, so. <laughs> and I like Kieran's, I, I mean, I was 
persuaded by Karen's statements. I don't know how other people feel, but. Okay, so um, I tell you what, why don't, since during the lateness of the hour, why don't I work with our Chairman Roller on this one and find out what we need to do next on it. I'm still slightly confused on what to move forward. Uh, on, on which project are we talking about? Nevada Street. Uh, Nevada Street, right. Um, I just feel, I mean, I yeah. just feel like this has been in front of this committee so many times that yeah. if you guys are all in favor of the original project at this point, given the other limitations, I just we, feel we like need, you should give direction. We need paint on the street. The orders, the order's been made. Um, if we, if you wanted us to do a vote on the Nevada Street to uh, to basically say we're willing to bypass the bikeway we have three people i'm not sure if if it would be unanimous given the three people on here but we can give it put it up to a vote and see if uh you know if that would go technically from the past we have identified right now there's still a project that we discussed today that has still been identified as second priority and i'm willing to uh put forth a vote let me just say this i i've moved that the the recommended um implementation of the Nevada Street design as proposed by Parisi uh, is what PBAC now recommends. Um, Can I make an addendum to the motion? Yeah. The addendum being that you know, that we suggest children ride on the sidewalk until said sidewalk can be widened at a future date. Yeah, if, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, I'll second that. All right. Let's let's call the roll. Chairman Roller? Yes. <laughs> All right. Chairman Culligan? Excuse yes. Me. yes. And, um, and yes, Regan Fulton, yes. Regan, there we go. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> OK, cool. That was that was good. Um, that's, and, and something that was on the agenda. I do not uh, foresee that the um, the neighborhood uh, residents of Nevada Street will, will oppose that. <laughs> so um, Great. Okay. Uh, another thing that kind of is affecting the future agenda items is I am will be uh, moving my wife to Switzerland next month. <laughs> so yes, <laughs> a bit of a life change going on in my world. Uh, so I'll be with her and won't be available. I talked to Kieran about this and, uh, and we'd like to just keep the November uh, uh, on the list, but I would be it would be in the middle of the night for me. So um, it'd be great. We can lead it. Uh, Kevin and, and Kieran, you guys can can lead the agenda. I'd love to be involved and see if there's anything I can do ahead of time, maybe provide a public comment or whatever. But it'd be great to leave it out there, at least um, if there's something that's relevant that needs to be discussed. Um, and then I would propose December would be a month off. So that's future. Will Finally, be. and thanks everybody for hanging in there, I wanted to share um one thing here uh as our final note which i like to do sometimes it's a little bit off topic and this right here is a picture of one of our members <laughs> regan fulton um achieving the second peak of what i had named the triple stupid <laughs> and he rode from, he rode up Mount Tam, then he rode over to Mount Diablo, and then uh, I, 
was going to ride to Mount Hamilton and ride up that, but it was getting a little bit late as you can imagine. So we drove to Mount Hamilton and then he rode up Mount Hamilton, all that in a single day. <laughs> and uh, I just thought that that's a pretty amazing uh, thing for to be to know somebody to just and, and much less to be on, on our call today. So um, he did amazingly well for, for doing it. And I thought Markleyville was bad. That sounds much worse. <laughs> for the plug. Yeah. So Regan Fulton, good job on that, man. You inspire us. And uh, thank you for being out there using all of our bike lanes and our, uh, putting yourself in, uh, yeah, out, you know, in, I guess in harm's way, especially that day. And I know uh, I hear you're already thinking about doing it again. So there you go. <laughs> the king is stupid. Regan Fulton. All right, all right, guys. Yeah. Thanks for for uh, staying out late, and uh, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll see you online. Bye. Thank you, everybody on this side, Megan and and the other Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.